I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. recording this episode on Thursday, March 16th. So that means that tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day and we have plans to go out to a local bar and drink some green beer tomorrow night. So we thought why not go ahead and record tonight and get it posted so that those of you that might like to listen to something kind of spooky in honor of the Irish holiday can do so. So... And we're all a little bit Irish around this time of year on St. Patrick's Day. I yes we are. The luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Saints preserve us. Um, wait. What? <laughs> From that movie. Remember that Disney Channel movie, Luck of the Irish? Oh my gosh. Saints that's... preserve us. I'm getting shorter. But you, but you sound like the witch now. Oh, From... well, she's Scottish. Is From she Supernatural. Scottish? Yeah. yeah. The Winchesters. I love I her. I thought she was Irish. I think she, I thought she was Scottish. Oh. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She, I love her. But anyway, we're not talking about Scotland. We're talking about Ireland. Um, And, of course, everyone knows about leprechauns. So I thought it might be fun to focus on some lesser-known creepy Irish legends. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. Although I did want to say Andrew's drinking a Guinness tonight in honor of these stories. Uh, I'm just drinking some red wine because I... It's not very Irish of you. It's not very Irish, but I don't care. It's fine. All right. It does actually go really well with this first story. Okay. Okay. First up is the Darug Dua, which apparently means red thirst or red bloodsucker. Ooh. Is this a vampire? The Darug Dua appears as a beautiful woman who seduces men and then drains them of blood, much like a vampire or succubus. Oh, yeah. Legend says there was a lovely young woman from Waterford who fell in love with a peasant man who worked on a farm. They'd hoped to get married, but her father forbid it, instead arranging a marriage between her and a wealthy old chieftain so that he would then receive lands and riches in exchange for his daughter's hand. Right. But the chieftain was a cruel man and he abused her. After years of pain and grief, the woman killed herself. One thing that I read actually said she just stopped eating and drinking. Okay. And she was buried under Strongbow's tree in a modest funeral. Now, one night, she rose from the dead, seeking revenge on her father and her husband, who had since remarried. And she is said to have killed them by draining them of their blood. And by doing so, she was revived. And so she develops this hunger for blood. And she would use her beauty to lure men into dark places where she could feed on them. The more she fed, the hungrier she got. 
Now, what does that remind you of? Um, that movie, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. With Megan Fox. Yes. Wasn't she essentially a succubus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. So, the Dachlug Dua is not the only Irish vampire in town. By the way, hoping I'm pronouncing these correctly, I did look up pronunciations and listen to some videos. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> so, there's also the Abartak, Abartak, um, which is essentially an evil dead dwarf that terrorized people in Ireland. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That sounds hilariously <laughs> you like, awesome. You want to be the evil dead dwarf? That sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. So in one version of the legend, a chieftain kills this evil dwarf, but he rises from the grave and is even more cruel and powerful than he had been when he was alive. And so the chieftain kills him again, but the dwarf returns in an effort to prevent the Abartak from rising yet again, the chieftain consults a druid. The druid tells him to bury the dwarf upside down next to him, and next time he kills him, to prevent the dwarf from escaping from his grave. And in another version, this dwarf actually rises from the grave seeking fresh blood. So again, you get a little bit of a vampire situation there. Right. Instead of a druid, the chieftain consults a Christian saint. So you can see this is like the Christianized version. Okay. Who tells him the only way to kill the blood-sucking creature is to use a sword made of yew wood. And he must bury him upside down and place a stone atop of that grave. And yet another legend says that Abortak was a powerful tyrant. And the townsfolk were scared of him, and they were tired of his cruelty. So they actually asked another chieftain to kill him. But the dwarf, tyrant, whatever he was, rose from the grave and demanded a bowl of blood from each of the locals. The chieftain killed him again, and just like in the other stories, he comes back to life, only to be defeated again by a sword made of yew wood. So... That sounds awesome. That's that, <laughs> that that legend sounds really cool. So essentially, what you're saying is, is like it's like a stake. So yeah. you have to be staking a certain piece of wood to, to like be finally defeated. be defeated. Yeah. So yeah. like, there's some vampiric lore in this, right? Got exactly. It. Yes. All right. So next on our list of Irish legends is the Quirhanoc or the Celtic Fire Spitter. Said to be the mother of the devil, the queer Hynach has been described as part female demon, part serpent. Now, according to Celtic tradition, the she-devil was hunted down and defeated by a hero. There's various tales and there's various versions of who that hero is. The story has been Christianized okay. to make St. Patrick the hero. Okay. So, you may recall St. Patrick is known for driving snakes out of Ireland. Yes. Okay. So, in this version with the queer Hynoch, St. Patrick prays for guidance on how to defeat this she-demon and her demonic children who've been terrorizing Ireland. Okay? okay. Jesus appears to St. Patrick and tells him where the creature dwells and there's a cave, which is actually a portal to hell. Okay. Now, after St. Patrick expels the snakes from Ireland, he does battle with the Quirhynoch atop a mountain for two days and two nights. So they're battling for two days and two nights, 48 hours. 
Fearing defeat, the she-devil slithers down the side of the mountain, escaping from St. Patrick. But he isn't ready to give up the fight just yet. He grabs his horse and he chases after her. Now, the queer Hynok was clever, and she knew Patrick would have to stop at some point to get water for him and his horse. So what she does is she spits her poisonous fire. This is where she gets her name, the Celtic fire spitter. She spits this poisonous fire into each of the wells and streams that she passes. <laughs> That's dirty. As she's escaping. <laughs> Finally, Patrick reaches the town of Tulagan, Tulahan, and is in desperate need of water. So he prays to God. He asks for clean water. And suddenly a well is, springs up from the ground and he drinks from it and he's refreshed. Clearly, this is some holy water from God, right? Okay. Now, having his thirst quenched, he's able to cut through a field and make it to the lake before the creature. He hides behind a large rock, waiting for the she-demon to arrive. And when she does, she starts to slither into the lake. I guess she felt like that would be her escape. She would be able to get into the water. But Patrick jumps on top of her, and they both sink down into the water. Now, during their struggle, Quirhynoch swallows Patrick whole. But this actually allows him to destroy her from within because he uses his cross to rip open her belly, spilling her insides, her poisonous blood, into the lake. Legend says this is why it's called L'Air d'Eure, or Dark Lake. All these are awesome. Like, this is <laughs> you like, like all these Irish all legends? All these Irish legends freaking rule. Like, this sounds metal as hell. Sounds, like, every single one sounds like a D&D, like, a one-shot or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, these legends, a lot of these are, like, these I've tried to find specifically for Ireland. Right. But there's a lot more Celtic legends that have a mixture of Irish and Scottish and English. You know, they're all from that kind of mm-hmm. area. Okay, so there seems to be a lot of evil women in Irish folklore. I um, seen that. <laughs> so you've probably heard of the Banshee. Yes. She's pretty popular, just like the Leprechaun, right? But the Banshee is the wailing woman who attaches herself to an Irish family, and she screeches or cries or moans or sings to warn of impending death. She's often heard more than she's actually seen, but those who have seen her claim that she is a beautiful young woman or in some cases an old hag she usually has like a veil over her face too is what i've seen there's also the lianchi or fairy lover a beautiful young woman who chooses a human male lover and becomes his muse the man usually gains notoriety in the arts such as like music poetry but if the lianchi leaves him because they can often be fickle they find a new man to choose she takes her inspiration with her and having lost his talent the human man often commits suicide and she then returns to drag him to the underworld and drain him of his blood again there's a vampire piece there but it's actually it sounds like a siren though too yeah it's a bit sireny um and it's kind of implied that, like, the blood helps her to be 
a better muse. Like the talent and inspiration comes from the blood, the life force. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So Irish poet W.B. Yeats wrote of Lianchi. The Lianchi, fairy mistress, seeks the love of mortals. If they refuse, she must be their slave. If they consent, they are hers and can only escape by finding another to take their place. The fairy lives on their life and they waste away. Death is no escape from her. She is the Gaelic muse, for she gives inspiration to those she persecutes. The Gaelic poets die young, for she is restless and will not let them remain long on earth. This malignant phantom. I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, these all just sound creepy and gothic mm-hmm. in nature. So it's like right in my alley. <laughs> Love every single one of these. Awesome. Well, moving on. Babe, did you know that there's an Irish headless horseman? I didn't, but I feel like that guy and our New England headless horseman should like fight each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. The, well, the, whoever wins gets their head back. <laughs> well, so there's some that, that speculate that this is where, isn't it um, Washington Irving mm-hmm. who wrote The Headless Horseman? This is where he got his inspiration for that story. Oh, okay. Okay. So the Dullahan is an evil spirit depicted as a headless person. It could be male, could be female. It's often often depicted as male. But this being is riding a black horse and holding their head high in their hands. Essentially, it is a death coach calling out the name of the person who is doomed to die next. If someone sees the Dullahan, they are said to die of fright. In one depiction, the being, the headless horse in the dual hand, whatever, is said to have a whip made from human spine. It's metal as hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Human spine. (laughs) Some Irish folk believe that he is the embodiment of the Celtic god Cromdub. I'm sorry. If I saw like a headless spirit and he's like calling out my name, I'd be scared like shitless well not yeah but then if he had a whip made out of a human spine i would be like that's awesome you're also you're terrifying i'm scared but that rules that's so cool looking (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh all right so moving on um the irish believe in fairies and there are way too many to discuss here tonight i may do a future episode on fairies and the fae but I did want to mention the changeling. Okay. A changeling is thought to be a fairy that has switched places with a human child, essentially taking the form of that child. Now, some believe the human child was taken by the fairies to be a servant, and the changeling is then left behind to be taken care of by that human child's parents. However, a changeling is often said to be very sickly looking, Okay. And unable to grow like a normal child would. In some cases, they may display intelligence far beyond their age. Oftentimes, they act in peculiar ways that give themselves away. It reminds me of that Christmas horror movie. The Christmas Horror Story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is that story in there. Because it's kind of an anthology that's all connected. And yes, that is definitely part of that storyline so 
Um, similarly, there is the fetch. Okay. A supernatural double or an apparition of a living person that, if seen, usually foretells their death. Essentially, this is a doppelganger. Okay. A spectral copy of a living person. And babe, you'll love this. According to Wikipedia, whether or not it's true, because right. I didn't actually look, but maybe you can check this out and see if it's true. An adapted version of a fetch appears in the Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game in the monstrous compendium Dragonlance Appendix. Well, I don't have the Dragonlance one, <laughs> but I'm sure that that's probably... You probably have to go to D&D and Beyond or whatever online, right? That's Check what, it out. Yeah. Are you going to do it right now? Pretty much. Okay. I'll come, come back to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, there is the Slow-Ow. Slow-Ow. Uh, the male- malevolent spirits of sinners who try to steal the souls of people as they are dying. Now, these entities travel together, flying from the west like a flock of birds. So just imagine this dark cloud, smoky cloud of um, spirits, spirit energy. And they're traveling together and seeking out people who are dying or close Hmm. to death. And when they find someone on their deathbed... They enter the home through the window, and they suck up the person's soul, preventing them from moving on to the afterlife. So, what does that remind you of? Uh, That sounds like a Dementor. Yes, that's what I was thinking, too, from Harry Potter. Um, And many Irish families will actually keep their west-facing windows closed to ensure that the Sloaw could not enter. And take one of their family members' souls. So. I think, uh, okay, so we've kind of gone through some, like, legends of, like, different, um, you know, nationalities and, and stuff. Like, I feel like these are, so far, mm-hmm. some of the coolest. Yeah. Um, I just think because the, the whole darkness of it, the fact that I feel like, again, and I've said this before tonight, like, all these sound like you could find them in, like, a D&D book and I actually looked it up and there is a fetch mm-hmm. and it looks like what does it say there it says when a creature stared in a reflective surface it met the gaze of a fetch staring back that fetch took on the appearance of his chosen victim but resembled a gravely pale and careworn version of them with dull lifeless eyes mm. if a fetch witnessed several creatures through the mirror it took an image of the individual closest so it's basically just saying that like Reflected, it reflects it, it tells you what like the personalities are and the abilities in combat and all that stuff. But it's in there, it's oh. in there. It says that uh, only powerful clerics can defeat the can fetch. defeat it, yeah, interesting because you need like somebody with some high level religion. Very interesting. So, but yeah, that's I awesome. wonder if they'll put that in at some point. The um, you show you like uh, critical role, um, I'm, they uh, might have already done it. Vox Machina, yeah, I don't know. I was just curious. All right, so that's all I have for tonight. Um, just kind of keeping it short and sweet, but because we're recording on a Thursday, and right. But what do you, what do you all, li- listeners, what do you all think of these stories? Have you heard of these legends before? Is there one you think I should have covered? Because I really tried to keep it strictly to Ireland and Irish specific uh, legends, rather than just all Celtic legends. Is there something you think I should have covered? Maybe one I missed. 
email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you continue to listen every week as we talk about spirits when we sip on some spirits. Bye. Bye. Oh, and happy St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. <laughs>